now that I'm retired and, and can do what I want in life, I really have had a lot of satisfaction becoming a musician. I have to say it's a big part of my life now and it's as pleasurable as anything I've ever done in my entire life. I'm Liz Sumner, and this is I Always Wanted To, the podcast where I interview people who are doing things that others long to do. What have you always wanted to try? everyone. Today's guest is a dear friend that I've known half my life. Before we moved away many years ago, Mark was a fan of our music, my husband Michael's and mine. That's the Cohen music I mentioned later on in the interview. Mark would often come to see us perform, but he never played. It is such a pleasure in this interview to hear about his transformation as a harp player and his acceptance of himself as a musician. This is what is possible when we try something we've always wanted to do. The story of Mark's journey is exactly what I was thinking about when I started this podcast. One of the things that's most interesting about Mark's process is that he started with improvisation. He didn't learn melodies or how to read music, but instead he plays by ear and instinctively. I think that's unusual and kind of courageous. Plus, he's fortunate to have good friends to play with and challenge him, and I miss them all very much. I should mention that during our conversation, I use some shorthand and don't explain everything because he and I know each other so well. Also, during the interview, Mark is fiddling with his harmonicas, and you can hear them rattling a bit. It was a joy to reconnect with my friend, and I look forward to joining in on one of those music nights he mentions in the near future. Here's the interview. My guest today is Mark Radel. Mark is a retired collections officer and active dungeon master. At age 50, he decided to take up the harmonica. I want to hear about that process. Welcome, Mark. Hi. First of all, uh, tell me about your, your background. Have you always been interested in music? Well, when I was young, I started singing in, in grade school, really. I was in the junior choir at church. Um, before my voice changed, I had one of those high enough to kill dogs kind of voices. <laughs> and so I sang a lot, sang in grade school, junior high and high school choirs, sang in operettas, blah, 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 but never played an instrument. Well, that's not entirely true. I played bass guitar in a junior high group called the Misfortunes, great name, mm-hmm, and nice. but they had no idea. I had... The, I wasn't my guitar, and my friend Tom taught me the patterns to play, but I didn't know any of the notes. I didn't know. I just played patterns for him and sang, and that was it. Um, so really, I've never played an instrument and have had no music theory whatsoever. So that was my total knowledge. That was junior high. Now we uh, go up to age 50. So why the harmonica? So it started, I was, I'd moved to Seattle and I was driving a half hour to work and back. That was my work commute. 
And I was bored for that half hour, same half hour. I mean, you know, I'm from Bellingham. You commute, if any commute over 10 minutes is like horrible. <laughs> so I was someplace and I saw this book that said harmonica for dummies. And I've been thinking about taking up an instrument of some kind, but I knew I didn't have any knowledge about instruments. And then, so I was looking through this book and I realized it said, you don't need to know anything about anything to play it harmonica it's all by ear you had a cd in there and had a really cheap c harmonica just awful i still have the harmonica but just didn't know it at the time but terrible so i put in the cd on the way to work and every day for 20 minutes i i i practiced there and back there and back for four years and then i came back to Bellingham and kind of gave it up but still I was to the point that I could play, but I was playing straight harp, and uh, I was playing by myself, of course, and just learning tunes. And so then um, I have friends who are musicians, and I thought, well, you know, maybe I can play with them. And so that got me really started again. That was, I was 54 by that point, and actually started playing, got serious, learned cross harp, started playing with other people, and uh, slowly got better and better. So in, in that first four years, did others know, did, did the public know, did you tell anybody that, did Jill know? No, Jill knew. Okay. Jill was the only one. But I never played in front of her. I only played driving to work and driving home from work. Only My heart was in, my soul and only heart was in my car and never, never left it. Okay, so you made a couple of statements about straight harp and cross harp. Tell me the difference between straight harp and cross harp. Ah, straight harp is playing tunes, mostly country western or some folk tunes. So harps are diatonic. There's 10 holes in a harp, and each harp is a key. So this is an F harp. So you can play in the key of F, and any note you blow or draw on it is going to be in that key of F. So you're kind of golden. But you, you're really limited to what you play. And so then once you get a little more serious, you want to play cross harp. So it's called second position. So on F harp, you play in the key of C, okay. which is a fifth above. Okay. And uh, the good news about that is you get better sounds and the you know the notes that you resolve something on are almost all draw notes instead of blow notes you're sucking instead of blowing and when you're drawing in you can bend notes and as every guitar player and every well, any instrument you can bend that's the cool notes so instead of playing um well can i play sure i'll show you the yes, difference please sure so so Straight harp. That okay. You're just playing a tune, blah, blah, blah. Cross harp is. So a lot different kind of sound. So, but can, can you play Red River Valley on cross harp? No, no. You could, but it's, it, it just doesn't sound right. Okay. Somehow 
when you're playing a melody, you want straight up notes. And in, in if you're gonna play cross harp, Red River Valley, then you'd be changing. And I think of them as harmonica for straight. If you're playing straight harp, you're playing harmonica. And if you're playing cross harp, you're playing a harp. So one's harmonica, one's a harp. And, okay, okay. And it's a whole different attack. And when you're playing straight harp, you're playing the melody mostly. Mm -hmm. But when you're playing cross harp, you're never playing the melody. You're only playing accompaniment to the melody. Okay. So, and I, I've been playing cross so so long that it's hard for me to play straight harp now because, because you're playing in the key of C, there are notes on your harmonica that aren't in the key, uh, that you're playing. So it, it's a little tougher, but you can use those as dissonant notes, which of course you want. And like every other harp player in the world, I'm mostly about the blues. I, I didn't like the blues that much unless so I started playing harmonica. Then I started playing along with songs on CDs and, and of course then got addicted to, so that's just about all I play now, so. Okay, okay, so who do you like to listen to? Kev Moe, Kevin Moore, is um, uh, the best, I think, of the modern blues players, he and Taj Mahal. And so every Saturday I have, uh, while my wife takes a long bath and, and relaxes, I uh, drink whiskey and play harp with blues for like two or three hours. That's my big uh, Saturday afternoon thrill. It's the pandemic and all, you know, you, you got to make fun where you can. And so I play with, I like Eric Clapton a lot. I have uh, several mixed CDs that have all the old blues classics, you know, Hoochie Coochie Man and a Boom Boom and all the, the those kind of things. And I play with those a lot. Mm -hmm. And there are certain songs, it's like this, I think for all musicians, which by the way, took me years and years and years to say I'm a musician. I still have, whenever I say that, I still have a little naggy, oh my God, I shouldn't be saying that. Um, me too, me too. You're kidding. No. Uh Oh, that's because a musician is somebody who plays an instrument, not 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 a singer. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, no, I can understand. We all have our own. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so I'll, and there's certain songs that I just love to death. Um, Tracy Chapman, who I'm not really fond of, but has one song, "Give Me One Reason," that I've played to or with so many times that that I <laughs> I have the entire accompaniment down. So yeah, that's. So when you're listening, do you listen to just just general blues, or are there people playing harmonica and you're listening to harmonica players? No, I don't listen to harmonica players. There is occasionally on some of the ones. There's a uh, musician named Harry Manks, who's a local guy, and he has a harp player that plays with him a lot, and uh, who's just amazingly good. Um, but when he's playing, I don't play along. I'm, I'm listening to him. And you do you do steal things. You steal licks from other players, which I felt guilty about until a, a real musician said, "My God, that's what you do. That's how you learn things." So yeah. So then I uh, so yeah, I steal licks from them. And there are certain. Everybody has their own style for harp, and because I didn't take any lessons, um, I play a more melodic. Some people just play these little short, little wild licks, and I tend to be more melodic when I play. But Jerry Portnoy is somebody that once I got a little more serious about it, I would listen. To, I have a CD of his that is 
uh, a tutorial and listen to him play. I just love the way he does it. So I've modeled myself to some degree after him. So, okay, so you, you read the book, you practiced it in the car. How did you get better and better? Was it just practice or? Oh, good question. No, no. You're, it's lit, when you're playing by yourself, it's, you're limited. I mean, I'm still a dilettante and I'll never be more than that. I don't have any uh, want or desire to really get to be, you know, professional level. Uh, just not, I don't, don't play enough and I just, I'm not interested in that, but you, when you start playing with other people, it forces you to go outside your comfort zone. Like, Oh yeah, that's a different kind of song. Cause I, when I'm playing along with CDs, I'm just playing the ones that I like to play the way I like to play them. And, uh, I, I started playing with, uh, Dr. J and Sherman, friends of mine who are both musicians, and particularly Sherman pushed me out of my comfort zone, forced me to expand my range. Then I started getting better. And although I am not shy person, no one ever said, oh, that Mark, he sure is shy. Um, <laughs> I And getting in front of people and speaking doesn't bother me. I've gotten in front of Mm-hmm. hundreds of people lots and lots of times and doesn't mean a thing to me just not even a flicker of anxiety however performing in front of people is really really was was so anxious i could barely do it for a long time but like everything else if you keep doing it after a while i found oh oh my god i don't have to face the wall first time i ever played a gig with sherman at this little time there were 12 people at, at a restaurant and we're playing. He kept turning me around because I kept finding myself facing the wall <laughs> and playing. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not sad. Um, and that was also the first time uh, we'd play there two or three times. We were playing once on Mardi Gras. So he was playing Zydeco mm-hmm. and I was having to, to play along with that and didn't think uh, it's not my the, what I do best. And and. I really, I looked at the people, I actually was facing the people, and they were enjoying it. That was the first time in my life that I went like, oh my God, I, I think I can do this. I think I can actually play. These people aren't going like, what the hell is he doing? They're actually going like, wow, that's cool. So that was really freeing for me. And I remember as we left the place, I was just elated. It was just a sense of, oh my God, I actually... That's the first time I went like, I can become a musician. That's very cool. We'll have more with Mark Radel about learning to play and feeling like a musician after the break. Before we get back to the program, I want to take a short pause to welcome new listeners and followers and thank those of you supporting us at patreon.com slash alwayswanted. I'm really glad you're here and I want to get to know you better. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please email me at liz at lizsumner.com or message me on Facebook or Instagram. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. 
If you have time for a five-question survey, I'd really appreciate your answers. You'll find it at lizsumner.com survey. Let me know when you filled it out, and I'll send you a coupon code for a free copy of my online course, Eight Steps to Launch Your Dream Life. Thank you so much for listening. Here's the rest of the interview. I was just thinking that the way that you are learning and the way that that you approached it, it's all improvisation. Like most other people, when they learn an instrument, they learn songs. They learn to play things the way that they were written, basically. Right. But you started with improv, which is one of the hardest things that, that musicians do. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's, I think it was really good for me. It helped me, I can, I mean, I've played with guys playing country music and, you know, Zydeco and of course blues. And we have music nights where a bunch of people get together. I have to say that what we call music nights, because we did that for years, used to start Saturday evening, we'd go to dinner and then stay up till one o'clock in the morning playing music or two or whatever. Now, uh, you know, 20 years later, music nights consist of Sunday afternoon at one till about six o'clock in the evening. And then everybody goes home. We still call it music night, but it ain't night. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I can play with not any kind of music, but most kinds of music because I'm improvising and I'm just, you can do as much or as little as you want. The mm-hmm. nice thing about being a harp player, some people only play, you know, two bars in an entire song. You're just putting little licks in here, little licks there, or you can play along with the whole thing. If there's just two of you, I was playing with this guy named Bill, who's just an amazing guitar player. He was just newly out 12 bar blues. And so I started playing with him yesterday we just got into this amazing groove where we were just really going for it. And the fact that there was, you know, it was a party, there was a lot of people there, didn't even factor in. I realized as I went home, no longer even, even with friends, I used to be shy about, you know, really pushing the envelope. That's just not true anymore. I really feel comfortable playing harmonica now. Yeah. So you were saying that you got this free harmonica with the book. Um, yeah. What's the difference between a cheap, bad harmonica and a great one? Some harmonicas, so just the quality of the reeds, because what makes the music is these little tiny thin reeds that blow. And some of them are just cheap. You, they become tired and get out of tune really quickly. Then you have to throw the harp away. Whereas I play the Oscars mostly because you can take them apart, take the reeds out, put new reeds in. And if you're bending notes a lot, you'll tire out uh, a heart pretty quick because bending the note for something twists that reed more than just regular playing. They have better sound, higher quality metals, and they're no wood. The old harps and the cheap ones have wood in the middle of the harp. So this part is wood with metal on both sides. One of the things about harps, one of the disgusting things, is you blow a lot of spit into your harp. (laughs) Um, If it's wood, it gets swell, shrink, swell, shrink, and eventually it's no good. Whereas what you want is plastic 
on the inside, metal on the outside, and then a really high quality reed. And so I, you know, like once every few months, I take mine apart, have a clean, clean them all because they do get fairly disgusting, which is why people don't play each other's harps because you're, I mean, you, you have to be, you, you have to be willing to kiss the other person to play their harp. It's about the same thing. <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed the whole thing. It's, it's, it appeals to me, appeals to my brain and to my heart. I, yep. the music part of it is always, music's always been a part of my life ever since I was a little tiny kid. And, and now that I can say, yeah, uh, I'm a musician, we were playing at a party once and I was playing ukulele. And after I'd played harp and this guy went, I was saying, asking what he played. And he goes, well, I play a little guitar, but I'm not a musician like you guys. And, and yeah. And so oh, I was like, yes. I was like, I wanted to hug him, but I thought, no, that's inappropriate. <laughs> so I just, so I just did the manly thing of, yeah. yeah. And that's all I said. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I wanted to break I into Riverdance, but I couldn't do it there. So, yeah. Okay, so uh, one other question. We have a friend here, Marcello, who plays absolutely gorgeous uh, harp, but he has a, is it a chromatic? chromatic. Is yeah. that, yeah, tell me tell me what okay, that so is. so I play a diatonic, which has 10 holes and only has the notes in that key. So if I'm playing in the key of C, a C harp, it only has the notes in C. It has nothing outside that range. A chromatic is more like a piano where it has every note in the scale. Mm -hmm. So you can, if you're playing in the key of C, there are notes on the piano that are going to sound bad because they're not in the key of C. And a chromatic is that way. Mm -hmm. um, and there's all kinds of chromatics. There are uh, 10 holes that have a slide on the side to change it slightly, which I do not understand, but I know you can play them chromatically. Um, then there are the big harps. Mark Sherman bought me one of these in the, in the, uh, invalid hope that I would learn to play chromatic. Never happened. Looks good in the case, but yeah, never going to play it. <laughs> and so it's like playing a piano. And then you see, if you're playing a chromatic, you have to have music theory. You have to know what notes are in which scales. And so it's, it's, uh... it's, you know, I'm not Stevie Wonder. Yes, he's playing a chromatic. There are people who can take a diatonic harp and play every note the scale by bending certain of the notes uh, either a half tone or some people can even bend them a full tone and make it sound just like a normal scale but those guys are freaks of nature and that's all they do in their life and i gotta play D and go to work and all that so i just I, like i said i'm really happy being a dilettante i i don't feel any pressure to be excellent in it i can especially with the harp i can play along with anybody and now that I have the ukulele, I can take the ukulele out. And as long as I know the chords, I can play along with the chords or fake them if I, there's some weird chord in there. But ukulele, really, if you learn, there's about 12 chords you can learn that you're good for 99% of the life. I mean. Unless you're playing Cohen music. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Our, our friend Peter, who, who, who plays ukulele, gets really frustrated with diminished yeah. chords. Michael, exactly. what have you yeah. done? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, one of the things that Sherman forced me to do is try to write songs. 
which is a way of learning hmm. learning all the music theory. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be I'll write a song and play it for him. And he goes, Yeah, that sounds pretty good. But what if you did, you know, a G sharp minor and instead of that G? Think how cool, much cooler that sound. And you play it and you go like in your brain, you go like, wow, that's a lot better. But what you say is, no, I don't like that. <laughs> you know you're never going to be able to play that chord. So. <laughs> I bet you could. You you got to this point. That's true. And, and I believe in, in, what is it, the Alexander Pope quotation that man's reach exceed must his exceed grasp. his grasp. Yeah. Or what's a heaven yeah, for. Exactly. So... So you you need a you need a challenge. Well, and you, that, need a, you need a a little something to stretch. I have for. to say, once I felt like I had mastered is not the word, but I, I was a, a full blown, honest to God, I can play harp with people. I then started thinking, you know, this was so much fun. Maybe I should try something else. And so, like harmonica, I went like, what's the easiest thing I can play? What's the one that will Get me in the door. I mean, maybe when I'm 80, I'll start playing guitar. Who knows? And so I thought ukulele, that's the way to go. And so that's what I've been doing. And mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. I become proficient in that, I've actually thought that a guitar might be interesting. And so I may do that. Who knows? In a few years, I may, I may do that. I have a guitar. I played in that little group, the Misfortunes I was talking about in junior high. We would switch instruments and songs because we thought that was just really cool. I don't know why. I played guitar on House of the Rising Sun. That was kind of fun, being the guitar player. So, yeah, who knows? And they get the girls. Yeah, they do. Well, yeah, it was junior high. So get the girls has a whole different meaning than it it does in real life. Yeah. True. So... What would you say to, what resources would you recommend? What advice would you give to somebody who, who has a long commute or who is thinking, you know, I've been thinking about harmonica. Well, even if they've been thinking about, if they've never played an instrument, harmonica is a good place to start because you start by, you don't even need a book. You don't need anything. You just have to practice playing until you can play single notes until you, if you want to play two notes together, you can. But if you once you get the single note down, pucker your lips or however you want to do it. There's a bunch of different ways to play it. Then you got to go to the next step, and that's when I recommend. And nowadays, there's you go to your library, get a CD, a book with a CD, play the CD, you play along with them until you can actually play. And then at some point. If you want to be able to play with other people, you have to find somebody who can say, that sounds, that's right, that's wrong. Don't play that, play this. Mm-hmm. You have to have somebody who um, who can not tutor you. And they don't even have to play harmonica, but they have to give you feed live feedback. Because what you think you mm-hmm. hear is not always what, you know, what other people hear. And so that, those mm-hmm. are the steps. The good news is about harmonica is you can just take one. Kids, you know, little kids eight years old love harmonicas because they can just blow, you know, make little noises with them. And that's all you really need. Is it difficult to figure out just by trial and error how to blow one single note? Yes, very difficult. That's the hardest part of the whole thing. Well, the hardest part is bending notes. 
because there's no way they can say they you know you can pucker down but to bend a note is some kind of i don't even know how you i don't know what's the mechanics of making that read you know bend a string makes sense oh i push the string all that makes but harp there's something you i'm not even sure what you do to do it i have these things a couple other things in my life that i can do but i don't really know how I'm doing it. It's mm -hmm. it's not confusing. It's just kind of weird. But yeah, and you just got to practice and practice. That's the kind of thing that nobody can teach you. You have to learn yourself. A lot of harmonica is self-taught, but you do mm -hmm. at some point need to, uh, you don't need any music theory. You, you just play along. And after a while, you, you can play. Have you ever checked out YouTube videos on, uh, on playing harmonica? No, I haven't. I bet there are some. Oh, there's a million. Dr. J is uh, now trying to play. Everybody that I play music, that play other instruments, now all decided they want to be able to play harmonica. One of the lovely things about harmonica, digression, is that, I don't know if it's because it sounds more like a human voice than any other instrument, hmm. but hmm. I've played with really good musicians who are just just killing it. And I'm just playing my little harmonica, and I'm always the one they go like, wow, that sounded great. I went like, I'm just playing, you know, it's, there's something that really strikes a chord with people. I don't know if it's, it's a, a cool factor or a, it's a different sound or I don't know what it is, but you can listen to like theme songs on TV shows. You'd be stunned how many of them have harmonicas in it. And I think it's some reason it, it it uh it connects with people more than other mm -hmm. instruments i don't know mm -hmm. anyway so yeah uh yeah anything you want to say in conclusion harmonica for me starting things now that i'm retired and and can do what i want in life i really have had a lot of satisfaction becoming a musician i have to say it's a big part of my life now, and it's as pleasurable as anything I've ever done in my entire life. It really, it really is satisfying. I can look back on five or six times after a night of playing that I was just vibrating. I was so happy. I was just so high from the whole, oh my God, that was cool. And I really recommend pushing yourself I think particularly with music, but then there's lots of other things too. It's worth the effort. It's better than just doing crosswords. <laughs> so many, <laughs> of my friends took up doing crossword puzzles when they retired and went like, oh, that's, that's not good. No, no, that's no. not. Oh, thank you, Mark. That was wonderful. Good. I enjoyed it. My thanks to Mark Radel. Stick around to the end of this episode to hear Mark playing with our friend, Mark Sherman. I invite everyone to write and tell me what you've always wanted to try. I'm Liz Sumner, reminding you to be bold, and thanks for listening. I would be there in the morning if 
live, if I live, I will be there in the morning if I don't get killed, don't get killed, if I never know more, I'll see you again, be sure to remember me, rich cow will kick you, she'll pop you with a stick, poor gal will do quite the same. My gal will get a rusty razor and run you all over town. You know she'll catch up with you just the same. I will be there in the morning if I live. If I live, I will be there in the morning. No, don't get killed. Don't get killed. If I never no more see you again. Be sure to remember me. Oh, Vicky Watson. Right.